Praise God. And tonight we honor to be called a child of God tonight. And we thank God for his presence dwelling in us. Thank him for living in us, walking in us, seeing through us. We thank him for the present of the Holy Spirit dwelling in us in the presence of his spirit. We thank God tonight. Uh, it's good to be saved. I, I, I am so glad that God called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. And I thank God for the plan and the purpose that he has for each one of us. And it's, it's a good plan. God have a good plan and a good ending for us. Well, tonight we are teaching on all things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible with God. It is with God, not apart from God, it's with him. Not you trying to figure it out. But the Bible said with God, Mark 10, 27 said all things. With God, nothing shall be impossible. All things are possible with God. That means that the situation that seemed to be impossible, God can do something with it? Yes, the Bible said with God. With God, all things are possible. All things, to me, mean all things. Regardless of what, how old things may seem, how dim and how defeated old things may seem, but the Bible says that if we will keep the faith and believing in God, that created heaven and earth, the God that possessed all power. He said, all things are possible. This is possible, this can happen. You know, never give up on your dreams because it's possible. Through Christ and with God, he said, it's all things are possible. Let's just read Mark 10, 27. 27, and Jesus looking upon them said, with men it is impossible but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Okay, we're going to talk about that tonight, but let's read uh, Luke one thirty-seven. Again, he said, with God nothing shall be impossible. Nothing at all shall be impossible with God. 37. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Now he said, with God all things are possible. Then with God nothing shall be impossible. And to me, this is the most encouraging word that God can ever speak to the church. To encourage your spirit tonight. To encourage you that with God, whatever situation that you see, that seemed to be impossible, but with God all things are possible. Otherwise, other words, God is saying, with me, it can happen. Do not give up. Do not faint. Stand fast. Hold fast to what I promised because with me, all things are possible. Nothing, nothing is impossible with God. You notice God said, this has to be with me. It cannot be your idea and your plan trying to figure it out. It cannot be you trying to reason it out. It cannot be you using your ability and your power and who you know and what you know trying to figure out. God simply said, it's only possible with me. That means that God has the plan to make it work. That means that God has the plan to cause it to work for your good. That means that God knows exactly what to do. 
He knew exactly what move to make to cause things to work for y'all good. That's why he said, with me, meaning apart from me, it's not possible. Apart from me, you'll mess it up. But he said, with me, nothing shall be impossible. We can do this. We can do this with God. The only way that we can make this happen, it has to be through God. Because with God, nothing shall be impossible to a child of God. Whatever God promised that he's going to do in his word, the Bible said with him, he will fulfill his promises. Because with God, he said with God. You know that he's speaking about himself. He's speaking well about himself. So he knows that he possesses all the power to speak things and call things to exist. And the Bible said God possessed the power to call those things but be not as though they were. God possessed the power to speak to the dead and the dead shall live again. God confessed the power. God possessed the power to create it. He created the universe. And no wonder he says so boldly without a doubt, with God, nothing shall be impossible. That should be our mindset. This should be, this, to me, God had the uh, apostle or uh, to the Holy Spirit to move on him to write this, to let us know. Be encouraged. Encourage yourself. Speak to your spirit. Encourage yourself. Tell self. I know it seems like it's a defeated situation, but you know I'm going to stick with God. Because with God, nothing shall be impossible. God can make it happen. Because God possessed every, like I said, we know that God created everything with this spoken word and the spirit of his word. So if you just go back and look into God's history and found out something about him, you will come up with the same answer. Well, with God, nothing shall be impossible. With God, all things are possible if I just can't believe it. I just have to believe that God is not a man that he shouldn't lie. I just have to believe that all power in heaven and earth has been given unto him. I just have to believe that God possessed the power to create whatever he wants when he wanted. I have to believe that God can do anything but fail. I just have to believe this. I have to believe that what seemed to be so impossible, my battle against the wall, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know with God. God, all things are possible. With God, he can bring me through this. But with God, because I have exhausted myself. I tried everything. I pushed every button. But every button I push, I fail. Everything that I do, it comes back in my face. Everything that I touch, it crumbles. But with God, with God, all things are possible. With God, what did he say? Nothing. He covered everything. He said, with me, with me, I'm speaking on my ability. I'm speaking about myself. But if you get with me, if you fly with me, nothing shall be impossible. I can take you places that you've never been. I can do things that you never thought would happen in your life. I can open up doors that you would never dream that could ever be open. If you just stay with me, if with me, I can do the impossible in your life. Because all things are possible with God. 
And if I, if I've seen God, like where we live now, it had to be an act of God. There's no way in the world that we could afford the house that we have. But with God, but with God, but with God, not apart from God, but with God, all things are possible. This is the promise that God made to the church. So a lot of times we, 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 we miss heaven's best by, you know, trying to solve the problem yourself, trying to make it happen yourself. Just stay with the word of God. God said, with him, nothing shall be out of your reach. With him, all things are possible. Just stay with the plan. Stay with the plan. Stand on the word of God. Be unmovable, steadfast, always abounding in what God has said. Hold fast. The Bible says, hold fast to your confession and said to yourself, you know what? With God, this too shall come to pass. With God, nothing is impossible. With God, we can do this. That should be our confession, a positive confession with God, with God, with God, with God. Mary said, how can it be? He said, how can it be with God? Nothing shall be impossible. Mm. God, a God that can speak to a virgin Tell her that she's going to conceive a son, going to bring forth in his name, going to be called Emmanuel, God with us. And, and she was saying, how can this be? I know not a man. And he said, with God, nothing shall be impossible. Now, you know, it's the spirit of the word of God, which was God himself, conceived himself into Mary's womb, and nine months later, the spirit became flesh that walked and dwelt among us. But it started out as a spirit. He said, the Holy Ghost shall overshadow you. And you shall conceive. It was the spirit was made flesh. And the Bible said, flesh dwelt among us. But it was a spirit at first. It was not flesh and blood at first. But nine months later. But it started in the spirit world. Everything starts in the spirit world. And no wonder she, you know, she had really, really, for her just being a handmaiden, nobody knowing, no big name or anything. She said, okay, God. Let it be thou unto me as thou hast spoken. She didn't say, oh, my God, I got to reach this thing. How in the world can this be? Oh my. She said, this let it be unto me. Yeah. The Holy Spirit overshadowed her, and nine months later, she birthed Jesus Christ into the world. Can you imagine carrying a child around nine months that the Holy Spirit overshadowed you and all of a sudden you pregnant? Your head would say, how can this be? <laughs> but God said, oh, to the natural man, it's impossible. But with God, with God, with God, all things are possible. And I, I do believe we have some people tonight because 
pray that God give me this, that in our midst, you are up against an impossible situation. God wants to say to you tonight, with him, all things are possible. Be encouraged. All things are possible. Be encouraged. Hold fast. Because all things are possible with God. Nothing shall be impossible. It might seem like it's impossible. It might seem like it's not going to happen. It might seem like all hope is gone. Don't worry about it. God said, well, with him. He is the God of hope. He is hope. See, God, God, I don't uh, understand this part about God, but God, to me, loves to wait till everything dies. In some case. He, he just wait till you get to the edge, get ready to go over. Then a pop God to save you. Because you know why I believe? Because God watch our attitude. He, he watched our conversation. He listened to our conversation, rather. And, and he knows that the situation looked like it's not going to happen. The situation looked like you're going under. God know that. You know why I know that he know it? Because the Bible said God see all things and he knew all things. Amen. And not only that, the Bible said our body is the temple of the spirit of God. How can things go on in my body? And my body being the temple of God, that God does not know what's going on. He know what I feel. He know what I think. He know where I've been, know where I'm going, know where I'm going tomorrow, what I'm doing tomorrow. He knows everything because the Bible says all things lies naked and open before God. So when you have your back up against the wall, you're not up against the wall by yourself. Because the Bible said, God said, Lord, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. I will be with you until the end. He said, I not only will I be with you, I will dwell in you. So that meaning that if a crisis going on in my life, I have a problem in my life, I'm in a difficult situation, I'm not in this alone. I made it with God. And God allowed and permit this to happen to me. So my mindset would be there must be a plan or God have something he want to show me, teach me, or change me. Because, hold on your shot. God possess all power, he can stop anything, anytime, when he feel like it, when he want it, to stop it. Yes. Yes. The, 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 what about the blinking or twinking off the eye? God can't change this way to just like that. Then if he do not change it, Paul said more gladly, I'm continuing rejoicing because I'm still in his perfect plan. Trouble does not mean that you're not in the plan of God. I don't know why some folks think if they have trouble, I must, I'm going to walk out of the will of God. No, trouble, I would say that the disciples stayed out of the will of God, even Jesus. So that's because you're going through something and, and you're back up against the wall. Look up. Your redemption draw is not. You are, still, you are in the perfect will of God. Because the Bible said if you be led by the Spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So my mindset always be, uh, you led me to this place of destruction. Because I'm a child of God. And you said, if I live in the Spirit, let me also walk in the Spirit, be led by the Spirit. So in my mindset, this is what I look at. I'm here at this destruction because you led me to this place for a reason. 
He led them to the Red Sea for a reason. He wanted to show his power. He wanted them to learn how to trust him. And he put them in a situation where it was impossible for them to come out without him bringing them out. There was no way they could cross that Red Sea. And there's no way they could defeat Pharaoh's army because they didn't know nothing about fighting. They had their back. They were completely helpless. Your idea will mean nothing now. What you think that you can figure it out, God will get you to the place where you cannot figure your way out. You cannot ask no nobody can get you out of the situation. God will put your back up against the wall. Say, what choice do you have now? You have no choice but to trust me now. You done trust everybody else. You made thousand a phone call. You push this button, talk this button, this friend and that friend. Else you're still the same. But now you're back up against the Red Sea. What you gonna do when it come for you? <laughs> what you gonna do now? Pharaoh's coming in on you. No weapons to fight. The Red Sea in front of you. God knows you. It's impossible to drink all this water. You cannot swim across it. You only God, a miracle from God, can take you across. Now what you gonna do? All other times you wave, you have saw whip escape. But God said, turn them around, let them go back. And he let them. He knew the way to the promised land. He, he, matter of fact, he prepared the promised land. And that he was lost. That he didn't know exactly the direction he was going to going them to go. He knew it. The Bible said it was a two-day journey, I think. But he said, I took them the long way around. To see whether they're going to trust me or not when Pharaoh will get on their case. And a lot of times God will take us the long way around and allow situation to come that can put your back up against the wall. Now, I'm going to see as I'm all of that, that you claim that I was this and I was that. So I'm giving you an opportunity to really find out that I am Jehovah Nishi, that I am Jehovah Jireh, that I am the Lord, that God that can help you. I'm going to give you that opportunity now, but I have to create something. I have to lead you to a place that you've never been before. I'm going to lead you right on into this Structure. You don't have to be fighting the devil. God led you there. If he didn't want you there, he'd, he'd direct your path. You're in the exact place where God wants you to be. I don't fight fighting the devil. What you fighting him for? See, we think everything comes to us that's not pleasant. And get ye behind me, Satan. I get behind y'all. You kidding me? You're a child of God. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Nothing I can do with you. But if you think that I'm doing all this, I'll join in. You're a child of God. You're blood washed. Come up by the blood of the Lamb. You house around Jesus. I'm not going to get too close to you with all that power of Jesus and all our authority dwelling in you and Jesus. Are you kidding? I'm not going to get so close to you. I, I speak to you and run. Because at any time you can cast me down, any time you can pull out my imagination, any time you can cast down everything that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, at any time that you want to, you can get rid of my voice. Yeah. The choice is up to you. 
I have no legal right to push it on your head without you allowing me. Because God had made a promise. He promised you that I would never be strong enough to overthrow you. Read your Bible, and when you read it, believe it. The devil said, I believe it. I believe that you can cast me out in the name of Jesus. I believe you can bound up principality and power of the evil spirit. I believe it, but do you believe it? I, I know what you can do to me, but do you know what you can do to me? Because I know. And I recognize the name of Jesus because I always tremble when it mentioned it. Just a mention of that name. But see, the church is so blind to it, so if you don't know it, I'll come in there and beat your head until you finally wake up and realize that you possess all the power in heaven and earth and dwelling in you, that your body is a temple of the Spirit of God, that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, that God has given you authority to use his name and cast out any demon, any principality, anything that you want to have to bow their knees. See, problems and situations, they exist to train us. In the world, you shall. He didn't, God didn't say in the world the devil should bring them either. He said you shall have them. We invite him in the planet. We pull around in the equation. Come on in and you declare that the devil is doing so much in your life. Y'all looking at me like, see, we put too much on the devil. Yeah. You got that from Flip Wilson. The devil made me do it. See, that was just some TV saying. <laughs> but how can the devil have so much power? And your, it's in your Bible. Colossians, I believe it's 215 or 315. He said, God's principality and power disarmed Satan. Satan of all his power, made us show openly out of him, left him paralyzed, left him powerless, and God said, behold, I give unto the church power. So in our mindset, in the mind of God, he see the church through what Jesus Christ has accomplished for the church. God see a victorious church. He never, ever viewed a defeated church. Because he knows what he has given the church. He knows the weapon that he's given the church. He knows all what he accomplished for the church. So when you're backing up against the wall in a difficult situation, you don't need to start, hey, y'all pray for me, I'm going, you're not going, you win, you threw that because God brought you that way. Amen. Amen. I always say, God, I'm here because, hey, I, I, you let me here. Other than that, I wouldn't even be here. So since I'm here, you have a plan. Amen. See, but like I said again, we tend to think if it's not a good path and a good road, hallelujah, going down, everybody nice to you, everything going well, you say, oh, that's just God. That don't have to be God. Now you figure that's God. That's, oh, yes, Lord, that's God. That's God. But then you're walking down a road that's so rugged and, and always just going and things up and down. That's God. Because he's teaching us how to depend on him. Amen. God, the Bible said God calls them to hunger so they'll learn to depend on God and supply all their needs. He'll cause things to happen in your life so we you can so you can depend upon him. Because why? He said, 
in all your ways acknowledge God and lead not to that own no, lead not to that own understanding. In all that ways acknowledge Him. It has to be a situation arise for that. Yeah. How can that word be fulfilled without a problem? You think you just read it and you know it and it's done? No. It's got to be acted out. You say, I know the word. That's good. Because all the word that you know is going to be testifying out whether you believe it or not. How do you know when God is telling you the truth or not? You have to see something. You have to see God prove something. See God do something that he promised. How do you know that he is God? You don't see God moving. Oh my God. And you got to show some kind of evidence that he Jehovah Nissan. Just read, just read about it. God, my God, is a present help in a time of need. Hallelujah. You have, have a need now. But now, tomorrow you might have a need. Now it's time to see is God really, truly a present help in a time of need? He'll lead you to a need. He'll cause you to have a need. You know why? Because God said, I, I, I know what you need long before you even knew yourself. He saw the need coming five years ago. He knew this day you would have a certain need. That's something. He said, before you even ask me, I, I knew I watched you. I knew you had a need because certain mistakes that you made will cause you to have a need. And I, he said, I knew it was coming. This was a matter of time. And everything prepared waiting for you. Knew it was a matter of time. You show up. <laughs> But that is God said, this is an opportunity for me to show myself strong in your life. Amen. Uh, you know, I've been telling you and teaching and saying and that my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Now, you have to find out if I'm rich in glory. <coughs> so, these, something has to come up into your, in your life. You to seek God and know that he is God. Can I just read about it? That's not good enough. You'll never, ever trust God and get to experience God by just reading about God and never experiencing none of the things he said that he would do in your life. Amen. And to experience a lot of stuff in their life, it requires a sacrifice. It requires you pulling out the imagination, getting out of what you feel. All of that goes with the whole package there. Yes, Amen. Amen. I was a stand still. He ran him up against that red sea. He said, stand still. See the salvation of the Lord. Amen. How you like for God to lead you up a problem that huge and tell you to stand still? <laughs> so this day you're going to see something. They couldn't figure out. They had no idea what God was going to do. They never known God to part the Red Sea. They never known God to do anything extraordinary like that. All they know, Moses is stand still. So, God will put us in a situation you don't have no choice but to stand still. Amen. To see and know that all things are possible with God. With God, nothing shall be impossible. <laughs> God, uh, this song said that God specializes in the things that seems impossible. I'm a living witness. 
I'm sure I have a lot of witness here tonight that God specializes in things that seem impossible when we stand still and trust him in spite of what we feel and what we think. For God would allow us to do everything we can to solve that problem. For he wants you to exhaust all of your knowledge, everything. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so when he stepped in to help you, you know it was God. Yep. Nothing that you could figure out for yourself because you tried that. Amen. You know how we like to figure things out. I tell you, let's ask Moses <laughs> when God would put him back up against the wall and tell you to stand still. He could tell you, yes, 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 the folks wanted to kill me. They, they called me everything but a leader. And I had to tell those folks to stand still and see something. See, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You know salvation means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing like it. God, I want you to stand still and see the salvation. Salvation is not only save you from, from uh, hell, but salvation save you from problems, save you from situations, save you from circumstances. That is salvation. Salvation covering everything. So a lot of times we relate salvation to just being saved. No, save. Salvation will save me for myself. Save me from this problem. Save me from this 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 decision that I made that led me to different places. Salvation gonna help me. Salvation gonna save me because salvation saves you from things. Yes. Amen. Is it? Is it Mark nine twenty three? All things are possible. All things are possible to them that believe. If thou, let's read it. 23. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Only to him that believeth. It can happen. He said, When he said all things, that mean all things. It's possible if I just can believe. Apparently, believing in the impossible is a big part of your behalf to believe on something that you see no hoping, but yet you hope in it. The Bible says so. Um, Ephesians six thirteen. I went over that. He said, "Having done all that you can do, stand." Haven't done all. You done prayed, cried, moaned, begged, pleaded, fussed, threatened, upset. All the nine yards. And God said, now nah, you did all of that. Let's stand. Haven't done all. Haven't done all. Some people think, haven't done all. I done prayed. I done prayed. He said, all, all mean all. Stop having done all your little trying, all your phone calls, all your fussing, all your threats, all your getting upset, all your not speaking, all of your this and that, all that stuff. He's after you've done all of that stuff now. Everything. Now try standing. Try standing still, because you tried everything. 
So you don't have to say, well, did I forget this? No. He said, haven't done all. Stand. Still. And see the salvation of the Lord. And that is the, to me, that's the most difficult thing to do is to stand still in a situation. Because your mind going to always tell you, push one more button. Just say one more word and that'll do it. Just one more word and that, that'll seal everything. That's it. That's it. That's it. Just do one more thing and that's it. God will start moving in. I don't know why we think that we have to help God. See, we just can't, you know, figure that we have to do something. Nobody just don't give you things just like that. You have to work and earn and all that. And when it come down to God, trusting God, we figure, God just can't give it to me just like that. I, I, I have to do something. I have to suffer something. I have to do something. No, grace made it all possible. All we have to do is just stand still and believe God. Believe in the grace that God has given the body of Christ, the church. But to stand still, believe me, we can do it because why would God ask me to stand still when God knew you, Dr. Benny, you'll never stand still to trust me, so I'm going to have another plan worked out for you. No, he said, you can stand still. I've given you the power, and the Bible said we can do all things through Christ. Right? Now, what do you call all things? Receiving money? I mean, most of the time when you say all things, what do you, you call all things? All things mean that you can stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. All things mean that you can stop sinning. All things mean that you can become a good Christian. All things mean that you can develop a prayer life. All things mean that you can pay your tithe. All things mean that you can give an offer to the church. All things mean that you become a good witness. Oh, this all things. What do you call all things? All things go across the board. All things mean that you can come to Sunday school. You can do it because you can do all things. Coming to Sunday school is a thing that we should do. We should all come to Sunday school. Sunday school classroom should be packed. You don't know all that much that you have to stay home. You don't need to go to Sunday school. You need church now more than you ever needed in life. Because we're living in the last and all everybody know that in the evil days you turn on that news, everything is going on. Yeah. Bible says we're not rooted and grounded in the world, world of God. We are coming up. Just knowing the word of God is not good enough. That word of God had to be deep down rooted in you in, a, in a, such a way that you would stand. Because the worst is yet to come. To the church. Sunday school is very important that you get some word, get some word rooted. I mean, if I'm going to be a Christian, why go all the way? Why don't you go all the way? Just get dab here, dab a this, and be lukewarm here and half cold. You know God said he's going to spew you out if you're lukewarm. So if I'm going to be a Christian, I'm not, if I can't get myself on fire, I might want to go on sin in big time because I'm going to hell anyway. Honest, I, honest, if I'm going to be a hypocrite and not serve God, I know that I'm going to hell. Why come to church and waste your time? Get out there and get it on. 
go get heaven best. Come into Sunday school because I need that to purge me, to watch me. I need the word of God. We need the, we, look, we need everything except God. We only need God once a week, but we need to eat every day. We need to go to shopping all the time. We need to do all that. But when it comes down to God, one hour is all you need. If you get two, that's too much. But why do you do everything else four and five hours? Why do you need all of that? But, hey, wait a minute. But when trouble comes, all of a sudden we need King Jesus. We need more of him. But you only need him because of the trouble. You need to need God because there's nothing going on. You need God because you want to get your life right. You want to bring about a change in your life. But see, when you just come because trouble's pushing you, it just amounts for trouble to cease. And you go right back to your same old way of living. That's what the Bible said. But we come. Because I want to know more about the man that died for me. I want to know more about the man that was willing to give his only begotten son. I want to know more about him. One hour is not enough for me. I eat longer than that. People go, oh, you can eat, eat two or three hours. But if you come to church, you just want to eat spiritual food, but one hour. Yeah, for the whole week. That's enough for the whole week. Try eating one meal for the whole week and see how much weight you lose. That means you lose the spiritual weight as well. It's a, that, that, that is a, what you call a trick of the enemy to tell you that you're all right. Examine your life. What are you doing to come when you think that you're all right? Are you going into the highways and the byways winning souls? Are you going into the home and praying for people? Or do you see the moving of God's power in your life? What are you doing? If you're all right, what are you doing? What, what, what uh, qualify you to be all right? What are you doing for the kingdom of God? Who, are, who life are you, uh, are you leading to Christ that seek God in your life? If you're all right, some people is being saved through your life. If you're all right, if that's all you need is one hour, that means that you're in your neighborhood reaping the harvest for God. We don't get come to church enough to be set on fire for God. See, the word of God will set you on fire for God. The Bible said the Holy Ghost will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. We are missing the fire of the Holy Ghost in our life. That's why Christian consent never witness to people, don't bring people to church, don't do anything spiritual. Just come one hour and that's it. And you feel like that's all. What makes you think that? That's your Bible. But then you'll have a sad time to go to hell. I mean, excuse me, go to heaven. Because you're going to be in heaven more than one hour. Well, you want to stay to heaven one hour, and you want to go to hell and see what's going on, right? But how do you figure that you can stay in heaven for eternity and can't stay in, come to church for one hour? Two hours is the max that you give God. That's it. Shut up on your job every day. They don't even know you're a Christian unless you tell them and put this big Bible on your desk. 
People are hurting, and you know it. But your lifestyle, the Bible said, let your light show shine to men with see your good deed and glorify God. How many people see a light shining in you? They might see one, but it's not the one that leads them to Christ. What do they see in you? What do they see? This thing, when the last time you want a soul to Christ? Come on, folks, that's why we are saved. We're not, we're so, what's that, unconcerned about people be going to hell now. We really seem like it's all about me. I didn't want to keep my little self right and get myself right. What about your neighbor? The Bible said we shall be a what? Witness unto him. That was the church first anointed is to be a witness. We have been anointed by God to be a witness. When we stand up and say all things are possible, yes, all things are possible. It's possible for you to get in there and reap your whole people in your job. All things are possible with God for you to win everybody on your job. That's possible. But we look at our possible money, getting people changed for us, things that that convenient for us. What about that man that's sitting down and don't even know God? What about the people you come in contact with? It's possible for God to save them, you know. But is we so wrapped up with ourselves? And the Bible says, fight a good fight of faith. And most of you read that, you say, well, the faith is... I'm believing God for this car, so I'm going to fight. But no, why can't we just believe God? Say, Lord, you know what? I'm going to do something different. I know heaven's going to be kind of shocked to see this. But I'm really going to, I'm upset everybody. I'm going to upset the angels and everybody up there this time. You know what I'm going to do, Lord? I'm going to start coming to Sunday school. And not only that, Lord, I'm going to get involved in the church activity in the church. I'm going to see what can I do to make a difference in the church. And I'm going to get involved in winning souls. I know in heaven, I am, I'm not trying to be funny. You sure? They said, Master, my master, what's going on? You know who went to Sunday school today? <laughs> you check now, check. That's not our pattern. That's not his pattern. Yeah. So let me look. You know, God can see everything. He looked and see you sitting up in the LeBron classroom. God said, the ham sandwich. <laughs> 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 yeah, I need him, baby. Thank you. <laughs> Sunday school. Then, next couple of days, he Master, my master, my master, guess what's going on now? She going out, he going out the street winning soul. I said, no. No, they've been saved for so long, they don't think about so. They got their own agenda. He said, let me look. You out there winning soul, telling people about Jesus? You sure that's the same one? Yes. That's your heaven. Upset hell for a change. Amen. Do something different. Yes. Do something that you've never done before. Yes. Get involved in your church. If, you, if this is your church, you come to your church. Why not get involved in your church? Amen. Why did you sit back and want everybody else to do 
explain what they are doing and you're not doing nothing. Why? Why be a... Yeah, you don't do nothing, but you complain about what everybody else and you tell them they right and they wrong. But well, why don't you do something? And show me. You'll miss the tracks in your hand and go out in the street and win souls. And let the church say, Amen. Amen. All of us want to be blessed. We all want to receive the best of God, right? So we all should want to go out and win souls. Why well, should be just a few? Why do you have to stay home every Saturday morning? You sleep in, well, and then leave the reaping the harvest up to somebody else, but you want to reap, reap your blessing. Is that too hard? Is anything too hard that God can ask us to do? Give God your best. He has given us his best. Amen, my time is up, but I, I, you know, I don't really bring on myself, but I have determined myself that I will give God my best. And when you give God your best, your life is so much better. And when problems arise in your life, you don't have to go through all that boring thing. But in the name of Jesus, no, God will just solve it just like that. Because God said, when you get busy about the Father's work, God will make sure that your work is done. Amen. Amen. And now, uh, there's Ella Brown. Good, big room. You're going to have some students Sunday. That's not asking too much to come. God never asked us to do too much. Oh, my God. I'm grateful. I thank God. Anyway, I can go on and on and on and on because I, I, this is my thing. I just think everybody that God has saved should want, want to do something. Besides, just come to church and go back home. God be good to you. Then you should share that with someone else. Yeah. You want to help somebody. Amen. 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 Thank God that somebody witnessed to me. I'm here today.